Hello, everybody. I am Sino Agueze. And I'm Kelly Agueze. And, and this, this is, is Agueze Uncut. This podcast is a free-flowing conversation where we dive into a variety of topics. Mm-hmm. Some will make you laugh. Others will make you think. But we hope that no matter what, you enjoy being a part of the conversation. So listen up, everybody. We're starting right now. Hello, hello, hello. Hey, hello. everybody. What's up? What's up? Are you enjoying your 2020 so far? Yes. Yes. 2020 is good. It's good. It's good. And 2020 is our year of <sighs> extraordinary grace and extraordinary harvest. Absolutely. Extraordinary grace and extraordinary harvest. I'm excited about that too. <laughs> Elaborate a little bit more, just a little bit. Uh, Pastor Kelly? Well, my husband got the word of extraordinary grace and extraordinary harvest. Mm-hmm. Um, I was focusing on what I was sensing was like, it's my time to pick my fruit. It's our harvest time. And so when he came to me with that, I was like, that is so on point because that is exactly, you know, what I was sensing in my spirit. So I'm really excited because, you know, we taught in the end of 2019, we really focused on like, you will reap that and only that that you sow. Mm -hmm. And so I know we have so many seeds in the ground. So many. So many seeds in the ground. And so like, I am truly ecstatic about this year. Um, because I know this year we will pick our fruit. So that's what I'm sensing. But I want my boo to kind of further expound on the rest of it, which he's working on. He's getting his scriptures right now. But <laughs> I, I I really, I kept, because, you know, at first, Brandon, you know, I was like thinking, okay, we're going to go with 2020 vision, mm-hmm. you know. And I do believe this is the year that we will see what we see. I do. Right. And that was like what I felt like we were going to focus on. But the more, you know, 2019 began to come to an end, I just felt like the Spirit of God was saying, uh, you're going to reap what, you, what you've sown in 2020. I was like, I think I need to kind of change the overall vision, you know, for 2022. Right. It's the year that you're going to pick your fruit. So, you know, if you got seed in the ground, it's going to be a great year for you. Great right, year. Right, Amen. Yeah, Absolutely. I'm excited about it, too. Yeah, I think, you know, the word extraordinary grace, of course, um, we get that from Acts 433 mm-hmm. in, the, uh, in the voice translation. And it talks about being surrounded by extraordinary grace. Which we confess every morning. Yeah. And it says that everyone was surrounded by extraordinary grace. Um, grace it means beyond natural order, beyond natural ability. You know, so there are some of us that are highly skilled, highly, you know, uh, uh, intelligent. Um, we know how to get certain things done. But mm-hmm. just imagine when the wind of God is Amen. behind that. You know, mm-hmm. and I truly see with that grace is just uh, such a, a demonstration of God's manifested favor. Um, just driving things, uh, pushing things, just going ahead of you to pave the yes, way for you. Yes. Um, just unexplainable miracles. And mm-hmm. I'm not using this these words casually or just to, uh, you know, excite people. I mean, I'm talking about something I see that will become... A factuality, a reality mm-hmm. in people's life. You mm-hmm. know, just things just happening mm-hmm. on on a on a ram. The only way you can explain it is this: this is an act of God. Yes. So that's extraordinary grace, mm-hmm. and that extraordinary grace is in everything you put your hand to. It's in your marriage. It's in you know over your family. It's in your business. It's over your career. Everything you do. In fact, it's going to be one of the ways that God would distinguish mm. um, his people from everybody else. Mm-hmm. That extraordinary grace um, is almost like God stepping in mm-hmm. uh, himself and doing things 
in his own capacity, at his own level. Just think about what that would look like for each and every one of us. Mm -hmm. That's that extraordinary grace. Mm -hmm. And of course, the, the harvest there is also an all-inclusive word. Um, and the harvest simply means the results. Mm -hmm. It means, like Kelly has pointed out, the fruits. Mm -hmm. It means all of that. Um, but on top of all of that is the harvesting of souls. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I see us as a ministry in Can 2020. Can we just get some fruit? Um, let me see. Slide it over. I see. I won't say I who, see, but let me see it. <laughs> I see. Uh, should I stop? Hold on. They're okay. whispering. I want Look, I believe I receive. Oh, somebody sold $10,000 into the ministry. Wow, amen. <laughs> Praise God. Thank you. See, see, see. Told y'all this is our year. Praise God. Amen. We will thank them. Praise Amen. God. Praise God. Hallelujah. On, I thought they said one. That's 10? Yeah. 10,000. Thank you, Jesus. Our donor team we're, is in full We're still expecting effect. a million dollars. Oh, absolutely. You know, my faith is out there now. Half a million wow. to a million. Thank you, Lord. Several people in 2020 are going to give in that capacity. Say it again, babe. Say it again. I say Speak several, it again. Yeah, several people are going to give in that capacity. We, Amen. We should expect $100,000 checks. Yes, Lord. Uh, half a million, a million. But that's funny that that would happen while we're talking about while it. While we're talking about <laughs> it and while we're about to segue into our topic today, which yeah. is financial freedom. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah, yeah. You know. So we're at the top of the year and um, we just want to, you know, like claiming even now at the beginning of the year that we're going to be financially free. We're not mm -hmm. going to be stressed this year. Mm -hmm. um, last week, Pastor Sino was talking about multiple strains of income. Mm -hmm. So we're going to get into that a little bit more um, today. Like, what do you call financial freedom, Pastor Sino? Financial freedom for me is having enough money to live your best life. Mm. Um, you know, having enough money that allows you to live your most authentic life. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Uh, Abraham Maslow, who came up with mm -hmm. the theory of... Um, the hierarchy of needs. Yeah, the hierarchy that. of needs. You know, coming up in Africa also kind of validates um, that theory when he says, you know, if you're still at the level of just survival, you're not, you're, your mind is not mm. being placed where it works it's magic. But it explain works, that though, like best. survival, because I, I I know I know what I feel like that means. But like a lot of people, you know, that's one of the reasons why we do empire, mm -hmm. so that you go from that what surviving to thriving, I guess. Mm -hmm. But what does it mean to like be in in as it were, as it pertains to finances in a mode of survival? Like what kind of life is that? Like survival mode. If you would expand on that a yeah, little bit, you know, survival mode. You're just trying to survive. You're just trying to think about a a a union between a man and a woman, a marriage where all you're doing is putting out fires, mm -hmm. you know, putting out mm -hmm. drama. Mm -hmm. You can't live your best life So you can't progress. It's just always tending to you know, yes. the immediate need, I now, guess. Now, think about when, you know, pain bills is, no long, is an afterthought. Mm -hmm. um, everything is going on smooth. You got the your kids in the best schools you want them mm -hmm. to be. You're at peace with your own soul. You come home and you feel like you're in command of life. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think, you know, that's a practical way of looking at it. But, man, I'm telling you, um, that life is not just attainable. It is, is a reality. It's, it's very possible if, we, if we're willing to just shift some things around, mm -hmm. you know. And so growing up in Africa, when you're in survival mode, your brain doesn't work at its best. Mm. You know what I mean? Wow. You, you, when, when needs, when your basic needs are no longer a problem, you release your mind to do the work God has created wow. it to do. Wow. But as long as it's, it's, it's caught up with surviving, 
It's trapped. It really is trapped. Your creative juices can't flow. Your productive juices can't flow. Wow. Because uh, wow. you don't, there's no space for anything else. You're, right. you're in a wild wind, a vortex of chaos. You're in a vortex of, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Because everything's in a crisis and an emergency. Yeah. yeah. Like emergency yes. management. Emergency, yes. Yeah. You know, and, and so. That's, just, that's so funny. Like, if you just think about how many people, uh, like, do we know, like, in emergency Ooh. management mode? You know, I think about, because, you know, I'm a nurse practitioner. I mm-hmm. think about, you know, I can't count how many times, like, maybe me and Thad was somewhere and somebody passed out or something happened. And, like, without us even thinking, we jumping across tables and just doing the immediate need. But imagine living your life like that. Like, because what happens is in a crisis, you know, even your body, your body is programmed to, you know, supply lungs to your heart, your to supply um, blood flow to your heart, your lungs, and your brain, even if everything else shuts down because the body knows they cannot survive without the heart, the lungs, or the brain. Mm -hmm. So even though the kidneys are important, the liver is important, the gastrointestinal system is important, all those things are important, if your body is in a crisis, it is uh, naturally made to secure what keeps you alive, right? And so in a crisis, if you look at a crisis, okay, in a crisis, you're only going to do what keeps, what sustains life. So even though there are other things that are important, because you're in crisis mode, you're only focusing on what is the most critical in that moment. That's a good and then you rob that. yourself mm-hmm. of everything else that got half you because right. you always find yourself in this emergency management mode. Because in an emergency, you're going to function differently than when you're able to relax and think and, you know, explore and create. But imagine living your whole life like that. That is not God's will. That's not his best for us. Absolutely. And that's why, you know, I am more convinced than ever that we need a financial revival. Part of the Mm. revival we need is not just spiritual. Mm. We need a a major mental shift, a major Mm. paradigm shift from working a job. Nothing wrong with working a job. 99.9% of us, we have to start out there. The problem is we have to shift from just working a job to owning uh, multiple streams of income so that our jobs become, I'm doing it because I love to, I want to, I was born to do it, and not because I have to, I don't have an option, this is all I I know how to do or what I have to do. I see a job uh, as a source and a seed to my destiny, but not my final resting place, mm. right? So, mm. like, I mean, you know, I used to work at Wendy's and Taco Bell and Popeye's and all those places and worked there for years, uh, even when I was at the VA. I mean, I worked at the VA nine years, been a nurse for 16 years, but I knew, I knew in my heart that wasn't my higher calling. Like, I knew, even though I was doing a great job and all that made decent income, in my heart, I just felt like there was more for me. But I always said, I, will, I always opened my mouth and said, I will never retire doing this. I just knew there was more. I just feel like, I was like, okay, so what do I do? Do this? And I'm not knocking anybody who does this, but for me personally, I was like, what do I do? Do this for 25, 30 years, and then what? What will I have at the end of it? I don't know how we got to a place, and you're absolutely right. I don't know how we got to a place as a society, particularly a society like, you know, using as as an example, the American society where you believe that all intellectuals. I don't know how we got to this place where we got so convinced that I'm supposed to work a job until I die. You know, and when I say a job, I mean, like, just trying to survive. Mm -hmm. You know, everything is from the time you you start school, whether that's elementary, it's ingrained in your subconscious mind that you're going to school. This degree is to better your life. And the way you do that is the moment upon graduation, 
You get, get a, a job. job. Yeah. I think it's generational. You know I mean? It is. It's, I mean, that's what I was talking about. Crazy. Because our, um, like our families, and I can say that about all of us, like we started in emergency crisis mode. Yeah. So it's what we were predisposed to right. or whatever, prepositioned to, whatever the word right. is. Right. So that's, yeah. what, that's all we knew. Just like um, I've been fortunate enough to be around different people. God has blessed me to, um, you know, be in an okay place to be 33, just turned right. 33. You've done well. And, um, you know, I was talking to my mom. My son is 14, which, you know, in reality, in four years, he'll be 18 mm-hmm. preparing to get out of high school. And um, she was talking about, well, you and Tyler started talking about school yet. And I said, no, we've not talked about school because I don't think school is for him. Mm. And that shook something up in her. That's kind of what we're going through, too. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That mm-hmm. that shook something up in her. But, like, I have so many friends that didn't do traditional school, but, you know, had business ideas. Right. Um, I, I have a friend um, named Courtney. Um, graduated high school. He didn't go to school. He always wanted to be a mechanic. He had always been working with his hands, working in Voltec. He went to a trade school. 16 months and now he owns his own wow. body shop. He make wow. he does his own everything. Amen. So that's what Christian told us. He said, I mm-hmm. want to our oldest son, you mm-hmm. know, he was like, you know, he's been in college for a two going on two years. He was like, I don't want to do this. I want to work with my hands. I need to do something that I, that I know I'm right. good at. Because you know, he's an artist. Right. You know, I want to, and like the old me, I would have just flipped out and mm-hmm. went crazy. Right. But the way God twisted my life. I'm like, I believe in you, but we need to come up with a plan. Right. A trade, something. And that's the thing, too. Like, it's just about, like, I want to get him a plan. Mm -hmm. Because my friend Courtney, who's an owner, and I'm doing well, but I went the traditional school. Like, he has several. (laughs) Shops. Several shops. Wow. Like, several, several shops. Um, And he has several shops that he owns. And then he's, like, the regional director of the CarMaxes here. See? So he runs, it, it runs all of those and, and his things. own bot, and he wow. has his own shops wow. that he doesn't even work at. Wow, <laughs> that's what and I'm so, talking and about. So, and and yeah. it comes to it comes to the question is, you know, of the two things I think people should even go to school for. Mm-hmm. Okay, number one, we should go to school. Uh, school should be a place where we're trained on how to create wealth. Which we are not and taught. All of our terrestrial, uh, you know, colleges or universities, that is the one thing you're never we taught. We are not no. taught that. You're taught management, you're taught you're marketing, taught you're, you're even taught work. financing. But how to create wealth, forget that. And it's we're intentional. Not, and that's what I'm saying. And we're not going to even get on uh, education before college here. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, they don't teach you how... To live at all? Mm-mm. No, they don't. Mm-mm. They don't teach you how to how to have a wonderful marriage. Mm-hmm. That's another oh, thing. No. Oh no! And the whole world is literally built around the natural Families. world is built around those two things: mm-hmm. right. marriage and, and finance. Mm-hmm. And, and right. the, the two most about. important things are things nobody teaches you in any university that I'm aware of. That, they, they, that. They, they fill your heads with all these. You know, antique books, and mm-hmm. I'm not saying you know they don't have some importance. Value, but but man. That's that's not life. I cannot tell you. you I, I haven't used the Pythagorean theorem no, yet. No, right. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's pi just, has not helped. Uh, uh, no, uh, uh, absolutely not in the real world. Uh, 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 it's to be there. an architect. Three point one four. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I was gonna say that, like for me, that was my biggest fear. And those who have been with us long enough to know, when I left my job, even though I had been confessing it, and I had been believing. When I tell you, 
Because when God called me off my job, he called me off. I had two jobs. Mm -hmm. And he told me to trust him and leave them both or stay there and keep working like that the rest of my life. Like, for real. And But when I left, I was like, I have no business skills. I have not been taught how to do, like, I've been taught how to be a nurse and a nurse practitioner. That's what all my schooling was for. I had never been taught a single thing about how to be a, a business owner or how to run a ministry. Like, I didn't know the first thing to do. And that was the voice that I kept hearing in my head. You don't know what you're doing. I was like, finally, I said, you know what? You're right. But the Holy Spirit teaches all things. Right. And it's like when I stepped out, I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. And I just admitted it. But God knew that I didn't know what I was doing. But, you know, sometimes when you don't know what you're doing, you're actually in a good place. You can be taught. Right. Instead of thinking you already know everything. Mm -hmm. But it just goes to the point, all that schooling, all 10 years post high school graduation, and not a single course on how to be successful outside mm -hmm. of working in the field of nursing. Right. And it's, it's to me, that's why I believe that we need a, a financial revival. Um, I like maybe that. somebody needs to write a book on that. Um, <laughs> I'm pointing point at you. Yeah, but I feel like for the body of Christ, we need this now mm -hmm. more than ever. Um, we need this shift. We need this paradigm. We need to start thinking in that direction. Um, and, you know, God never created us to be at the mercy of a job mm -hmm. at all. All, obviously, all the streams of income that we'll create will create jobs. Absolutely. Um, you know, there will be something to do in our definition of a job, but not like the way where majority of the people, and I'm not exaggerating when I say the statistics is so high. I think majority of the people um, live on what I call survival mode. You know, it's just making enough to get by each and every day. But even our life. own staff, we encourage every single person to have their own business. Absolutely. Like Absolutely. we're not trying to keep them here and you can't you can't go out and do anything else. No, we encourage every single person and we, you know, give them the tools and the resources to do that. You know, like, hey, so you got an idea? Sit down and talk to us about it. Let's see how we can do this. You know, that's right. how we can do this together. How beautiful. can we get behind you? You know, <laughs> right. how can we help you or whatever? But most jobs, you're not gonna actually get that. Think about if if even within the employment market where if an employer says, okay, take any Corporation you, that you know of, you know, we can mention several names of, mm -hmm. you know, all these major, <clears throat> major companies that hire a lot of people. Um, the goal is never like, okay, I'm hiring you and we're going to walk you through mm -hmm. a process so that within a specific time, you can be financially free. Oh, no. You no. can start your own business. Absolutely you can not. own your own business. Oh, no, 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 can no. you imagine what a shift like that would bring? Amazon, can you believe that? Amazon did something to where they were... Uh, uh, I think something similar in yeah, that direction. Yeah, they did something similar yes, in that direction. Beautiful. Yeah. People think they lose when they you do that. You gain. gain. Yeah. You <laughs> gain. You gain so much. But the goal is, even when people are helping you, they're helping you to help the company more. Right. We're going to take you through these courses so you can get smart, so you can help. And I'm not saying that's wrong. But, man, we can do better. The, the whole mindset needs to, to change. I think it's not so much of having a job because we all need jobs. Right. But, but I'll tell you, you know, just like we have a, a really close friend, you know, um, her husband just lost his job, had a great income, just no notice, no nothing. The company just said, this is it. We're making some changes. But I can remember how horrified I was of the thought of losing my job at the VA. Like, I literally felt like if I lost my job, like, my whole life would be over. And I think that's what we're talking about. Like, don't be at the mercy of anybody like that to where you don't have a plan if there's some kind of organizational change. It really is not anything that you have to do wrong. But can I... Yeah, mm -hmm. So, so yeah. let me chip in there. It's actually 
idol worship. Think I was about so it, right? horrified. Like, what it's, would I do? It's, it's all I, I know. It's idol worship, but we don't understand it as idol worship. Mm-hmm. Think about when there was a government shutdown. And, yeah, you know, there, there were a lot of believers Before included in that. People were screaming, yeah. I've lost, I've lost. Think about when you're so dependent on this J-O-B, mm-hmm. this job, that when, when the rug is finally pulled from off your feet, I mean, you feel hopeless, mm-hmm. you feel afraid, Some you feel are destitute, suicidal. suicidal. That's an that's but idol I'm, worship. I'm telling you, that's really an, attach, you, an unhealthy attachment anything. of the soul. What I'm saying is I was so horrified because, you know, I have even a doctorate in nursing. It's all that I knew. So imagine when it's all that you know. And I don't know if something had happened to I me. Mean, I could have went out and got another job and all that. But these days when I think about it, I even thought about yesterday, like, you know, if for whatever reason I ever went back or, or wanted to go back, I was like, I wouldn't even go back to nursing. You know, I wouldn't even go back to it. I, just, I was like, I would probably just start another business. or Like, because I'm out of that frame of mind now to where I'm at the mercy of it. Like, it was a great experience, and I thank God for it. But when I tell you, I was so horrified that if, because, you know, people used to try to write me up and get me fired all the time. I was like, if I lose this job, I will be, I was so, like you say, it was an idol, but I didn't realize. I was so at the mercy, you know, of that job that I feel like, if if I lost it, like my life would be over. And even when God gave me an opportunity to leave it, it was still like the biggest decision of my life. Even though I, you know, the 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 store was growing and I saw potential, but it was only six months old when I left my job. I left right. my career with a store that was six months old. That's faith. I don't care what anybody says. And not only that, it was something that I knew I could not go back to. Could I go back to being a nurse? Yes. Could I go back to be a nurse practitioner? Yes. But going back to the VA with a government job, it, you normally don't get to go back. Like, right. it's, it's too tight to get in. And people along the way was, if you leave, you're not going to be able to come back. So I was dealing with all that. And finally, I said, you know what? I would rather jump and fall than never jump at all. Right. Because from what I've read in scripture, if I begin to stumble, God will catch me. You know? Right. So it's like, I'm not saying walk off your job, but I'm saying have a plan. Work on something else to where you're not at the mercy, just in case there's some kind of reorganization or right. change or not anything even directed at you, but things change. Things and happen change. people can call you up at any moment. Like, you got to have a backup plan. Just, like when I, go ahead. When I was working at Nissan, um, we were in the factory, and one day we went to work. It was 15 people there. The next day we went to work, we were minus 15 people mm. because robots... Literally, mm-hmm. they had added robots. That took the, took the job. That took the jobs of what those people were doing. For me, it's just the principle of it. You know, it's just the spirit behind it, the principle of it, where almost like a, a modif- modified form of slavery, mm-hmm. where a certain group of people have been indoctrinated into believing that, you know, this is the only way you can experience um, um, livelihood. And I just, I can't be put and in then a box my, like that. And then I there was a can't. cap. Like, I had a cap. Mm. Not, like, I don't care how many more years I worked. I was only going to make, like, maybe another 12000 for the next 25 years. Mm. And I was like, that and that was sense. my cap. Mm-hmm. Was it was capped. Yeah, it was capped. Speaking of um, caps, um, I was just here researching. And Yahoo Finances has this thing where they release Five Steps to Financial Freedom. Mm-hmm. I'm going to read these, and then I want to ask you guys okay. yours. <laughs> Number one, when spending, ask yourself why before plunking down a fat stack of cash or swiping that card. Ask yourself why. Why am I buying this? Why am I spending it? Number two, invest a portion of your savings for growth. Number three, pay down debt. Money that costs you money needs to be tackled with determination and strategy. 
Number four, mm-hmm. carve away expenses. Don't spend money on un- unnecessary things. Mm-hmm. And number five, build an emergency fund. There, um, there will be emergencies. Mm-hmm. Um, so what would you guys say your five No, my husband is good at, at steps. To, he is very good at steps. <laughs> five I'm not good steps at to steps. financial freedom. Yeah. I think the biggest thing for me in financial freedom is looking at the basic principle for financial freedom. You have to lower your liabilities mm-hmm. um, and you have to increase your assets. Mm-hmm. And the difference between that is actually what you call wealth. Mm-hmm. So anything you can get involved in that helps you, you know, lower your um, liabilities. Mm-hmm. And like I said, you know, to to truly, truly tackle the issue of debt, expenses, and all of that. You know, um, it's a journey. It's a vision. You know, it's it's amazing. In the year 2020, a lot of people in their resolutions, I'm looking at the top 10, mm-hmm. um, you know, and it's like, okay, I will have a budget, I will reduce expenses. But that's why I say it, it sounds a little shallow to me. People don't have a real financial vision. Their well, vision does not taught. include, mm-hmm. yeah. It's because no, we haven't been taught. There's no vision for your money. Mm-hmm. Right. There's no money vision. You got to have a money you vision. Know, you, know, you need a vision for your money. Like we've been taught, literally, you go, you graduate high school, mm-hmm. you go to college, you get a good job, you retire, and you get Social Security when you turn 65. And that's it. And, and that's hopefully it. you got a kid hopefully or something that can help you out the, in right. between time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so, exactly right. And that's, that's exactly the American right. dream. That's the American dream. And you watch a few select people enjoy the good life. Right. It is not the way God designed it for mm-hmm. us. It is not, you know. Um, I like how you said financial goals because we, I almost said in the, in the last podcast, have a financial vision, a financial goal. Like, where do you want to be financially by the end of the year? You know, one thing I started doing other than the, the cash budget in 2016, I was like, I'm going to actually have a Christmas fund because every year, you know, Christmas just passed. Every year Christmas would come and I would act surprised like I didn't know it was going to be Christmas. Like Christmas would come and I didn't have anything saved to get the kids stuff for Christmas. And then I would stress out and overspend and spend bill money trying to make sure the kids, who are never satisfied anyway, uh, will be satisfied temporarily on Christmas. And I'm like, Kelly, how many, how many years are you going to let Christmas sneak up on you like you don't know it's December 25th? Right. And so even though it was a very small step, I was like, by this time next year, from 2016 to 2017, I, I, I know it sounds small, but I did this. I will have $600 in my Christmas club 12 months from now. And what I did was I did the math, and I had an automatic deduction from my check so that one year from that, I will have the money in my Christmas club. And, you know, I began to do that. But then, you know, a year later, I walked off completely. Right. But it was a step. Like, it's just, I feel like a lot of times it's just showing God that you're serious and that Mm -hmm. you're taking initiative. I didn't say I'm going to have $10,000 in my Christmas club. I said $600. And I divided that, you know, by having 26 weeks and how much would that be? The credit union would deduct it. And you you take those little deductions, those automatic drafts, and don't touch it. And I did not touch it. So this is what I would do. Mm -hmm. Get get just points. Number one, I would definitely ask why on all the expenses that I make, right? I would do that because um, I want to try and live based on what I need for now, okay? So I can define my life in three phases. Phase one, I need to create wealth so that I can live off the overflow, while building the principle. It's almost like you have a golden geese 
that produces golden eggs. You got to keep the golden geese alive mm -hmm. to keep producing golden eggs. Mm -hmm. I don't want to eat the geese. Mm -hmm. If I eat the geese, there will be have no the golden, golden eggs. eggs. Right. I want to eat the eggs. Mm -hmm. I want to live off the interest of my investments, of my assets. So I want to build an asset-driven life. And so in order to do that, I, I can't be looking. I have to define my own philosophy. Right. You know, I have to define my own financial philosophy. And, and incorporate that in my, into, my, into my very DNA so that I'm not moved by every wind that comes blowing right. my way. Mm -hmm. For example, half of the things people think they need, really, they, want, they don't really need. They want you to get you like, you know ah, what I mean? what's next? Mm -hmm. So you get it and then it's what's next. Mm -hmm. So I will live at this, at this phase one. My goal is to reduce my liabilities, increase my profit margin, because the principle, what Jesus said when, when he was giving money to those three people, and he says, go do business until I return, right? If you, if you don't have a savings mentality, you've mm -hmm. got to have a savings mentality where you're saving a portion of your income. And the reason why you're saving it is because you have to invest it. Mm -hmm. If you got nothing saved up, you have nothing to invest. Why would God mm -hmm. give you investment opportunities? Mm -hmm. Why would God even give you investment ideas mm -hmm. if you got nothing to work with, right? Mm -hmm. So, yes, I will um, begin to live by my own financial philosophy. I'll ask everybody, develop a financial philosophy that you're going to live by, okay? That's number one. Develop that philosophy. Um, and part of that is I'm not going to keep up with the Joneses. Mm -hmm. I have a financial vision. I know where I'm going. I know where I want to get with, with my money five years from now, mm -hmm. okay? I don't want to look wealthy. I want to be wealthy. Come on. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, I don't want to look like I got money when yeah, I got I nothing. I really <laughs> want to. I really want to have money, mm -hmm. right? So that's where I will begin with. Work on making sure you you have your needs met, but set some money apart that you're going to invest in the future. Number two, I would really open my mind to uh, a different type of investment opportunity. Things that will require little capital. They're not, you know, capital intensive, mm -hmm. but the results are out of the world. There are a lot of things you can do with little and the impact will be amazing. And that's where strategy you know? and research comes in. Right. Yes. That's when you got to dig a little deeper than the next person. That's when you got to wake up early in the morning and figure stuff out where everybody else and is grind. still sleeping. Right. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. That's when you got to stay up after that regular uh -huh. job. That's how you get You got to invest in yourself. That's how you get financial Which freedom. we'll talk more about. I'm telling you, the, the mental work we need to do is lacking. You know, and people forget in the character of God how meticulous, how detailed. When I calculated how many instructions God gave to Moses just to build the tabernacle, there were over a thousand of mm -hmm. them. You know, the shape needs to be this size, the wheat this size, overlay this with gold. I mean, God was so detailed. But Moses that, was face-to-face -to -face too. See, you, know, you got to be face-to-face -to, -face to get mm -hmm. these kind of instructions. Absolutely. And so the work, the mental energy, I will do the work. Mm -hmm. The mental work Commit required. To to create wealth. Mm -hmm. There are questions I'm going to have to ask my own myself. Mm -hmm. You know, how do I, where, what do I do? What can I get involved with to create money? Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people, like I said, I just caught up on that survival spirit. Mm -hmm. Their brain can't go anywhere else. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So um, that's what I would do. Um, I think the third thing I will do is I will begin to see money very differently. Mm. Um, see money as I've always seen as a tool, okay? Don't have the love of money, but you got to have the like of money. You got to desire money. You got to want it. 
Anything you don't desire would never come to you. Uh-uh, say it the way I like for you to say it. You if you what do you say what happened with money? I mean, you know, people got all kind of weird. Uh, well, what do you say what money would do? I know. I'm coming there. <laughs> a lot of people have very weird philosophies and beliefs about money. And when I look at this mindset, it just it just it pushes me. I'm, I get irritated. I get irritated at stupidity. You know, because a lot of religious people, they say a lot of things and it comes across like they're being humble, but it, it shows the depth of... Ignorance. Ramp, you know, ignorance gone on rampage. Like, seriously. Like, you hear people say something, money is not that important. You know, all we need is just love, more love. <laughs> and just like, you know, that sounds all good. In the real world, that formula does not work. Mm -mm. You know what I mean? You have to desire to create wealth. Mm -hmm. You have to desire to want money. When you, when you critic, when you're a critic <laughs> of prosperity, and when you're a crit critic of financial wealth, I promise you, money is gonna develop wings and fly away from you. It's just gonna stay <laughs> That's what I from you as a plague. <laughs> it's, it's gonna, gonna avoid like, you like a plague. It's gonna announce to the world that's a plague you need to stay away from. They don't like us. Let's get away from them <laughs> because money, um, money is useful with the things that have to do. Money mm -hmm. has a major role to play in the world. Mm -hmm. No wealthy person with money will ever say money is not important. <laughs> Only broke people say that. <laughs> right. You know, and so when, for me, money is an instrument. It's a weapon. When mm -hmm. that weapon is in the hand of the righteous, mm -hmm. oh my God, you will do so much damage. Amen. When the Holy Ghost spoke to me, you know, I wrestled with this <laughs> for a long time. He said, what? Well, Holy Ghost power is in the supernatural mm -hmm. is what money power is in the natural. Absolutely. I'm like, what? No way. Mm. I, I fought that until I finally said, you know what? Let me look into that. Mm -hmm. Money answered all things. That, that's mm. in the scriptures. Mm. There is so much. You know, you, you, you come into a service and you're trying to raise some offering. Everybody, everybody's walls go up like a firewall. Yeah. <laughs> you know, firewall. everybody's, uh, uh, what's the word? Anxious, mm -hmm. uh, uh, suspicious, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and and you do what Mel Gibson did in The Passion of the Christ, trying to convince the church to do a movie like that. Would have that movie would never so he just funded it would have himself. never take off. Mm -hmm. He just wrote a thirty million dollar check and, and did it, mm -hmm. and God gave him a billion dollars or in more in, in in return. Praise God! You know, net profit. That's not a bad profit. No, it's not. Almost a billion <laughs> off of 30 million. Praise God. You know, these brothers from Georgia who do... Mm -hmm. The Kindred Brothers. Kindred Brothers. You know, them. the first movie they did mm -hmm. was, I think it was, um, if I'm not misquoting, a $120,000 job. I don't know. And it, it, they had a $13 million profit. The war in, room. In, in the, you know, the first one that they, they did and they started becoming known in the market. But... There are so many ways to create income, so, so many ways to make money. That's why y'all got to come to Empire. You know, mm -hmm. The second thing I will deal with is I will address the, the, the money blockades in my head, the mm -hmm. false belief systems that I've, I, will, I would open up my mind, I would track the root source, I would dismantle every false belief I've erected or other people have helped me to erect mm -hmm. in my head because that will stop me from truly succeeding mm -hmm. in this life. Mm -hmm. I, would, I would attack those things like, a, like cancer. And break the thought that money is so difficult to come by. And you say it too, but that was actually four. So yeah. what's the last oh. one? <laughs> what's the last one? If yeah. you have one. Yeah, um, I think the last one is for me, um, when I understand the overall purpose for wealth, right. mm -hmm. you know, which the scripture is very clear, you're blessed to be a blessing. Mm -hmm. You know, we want to bring a billion souls to, to the cross. Mm -hmm. And 
you know, I don't care what people say. It is not cheap. When it's the rubber cheap. meets the road, there's nothing cheap about the gospel. And it goes, it goes back to that um, cheap. same and, prayer about this is why, God. This mm-hmm. is why. So that I yeah. can... So that we can really wreak havoc, you know, yeah. in the kingdom of hell, in the kingdom and I, of darkness. And I know some people have abused it. Yeah. I'm not going to deny that. Mm-hmm. The, you know, I know there's some abuse of finances in the church, but there's abuse of finances in Everywhere. every mm-hmm. sphere of influence, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think this is why there's so much attack about Christians not tithing, don't tithe, don't give. Um, that's just an, an attack from the kingdom of darkness because... You know, a, a church is not really known until it, it's got some money. That's true. Uh, and once it's got some money, you can do a lot of damage to the kingdom you of really darkness. Can. We can we can sponsor a lot of things. Mm-hmm. We can build hospitals, mm-hmm. schools. Mm-hmm. We can show the light of God's love better when we have money than when we're impoverished. Absolutely. Absolutely. Amen. This is so deep. We're actually really going to have to get into this some more next yeah, week. So we're going to have to push some stuff back. We're going to have to pick this up because... uh. I had some more questions um, that we wanted to talk about in financial freedom. So next week, we're going to talk about you guys' difference between money goals mm-hmm. and money vision. Hmm. Okay. okay. So we're going to uh, we're gonna talk about that. Your money goals, mm-hmm. my goals, and money vision. Mm-hmm. vision. Okay. okay, I so like we'll that. T- we'll talk about that. Um, but this is so good. This is why empire is so important. We really are passionate about empire. Right, right. Yeah, we yeah. want we want a minimum of 1,000 people to register Y'all for 2020 empire. Because <laughs> to me, um, you know, people just, they hear money and that's all they hear. Mm-hmm. But they got to hear the heart of God. Over this Concerning issue, it. Mm-hmm. you know, financial bondage. I don't care how you explain it; it's it's one of the worst types of bondage. types of bondages mm-hmm. you can find yourself in. Mm-hmm. Jesus said it so clearly. You know, he said, um, he said, for a lot of people, the spirit of mammon. You mm-hmm. know, we say, I worship God, but I can almost prove to the contrary that majority of even believers, Christians. Mm-hmm. Worship Mammon more than they yeah, worship you got a God. Really good oh, absolutely! You know mm-hmm. what I mean. But we don't and, realize it. We but we don't. To we it. don't yeah. see it in that mm-hmm. light, mm-hmm. and all of that needs to change. We can. Mm-hmm. We cannot worship Mammon. Right. Let me absolutely. write that down. Yeah, you write better that write that down. <laughs> but guys, you really don't want to miss out on this financial freedom series. <laughs> mm-hmm. You really don't want to miss, out. and you don't want to miss out on Empire. We're going to give you more information. It's going to be on all the platforms. Yeah. But you have anything else, Pastor Kelly? No, I'm just excited and I can't wait for Empire because we talk, we really dig off into this deep during Empire. It's going to be great. Awesome. <clears throat> so I'm really excited about that. And it's just right around the corner in March. So we're, this is why this is so important. And then, of course, we open the floor and, and answer questions and stuff. It's just a really good, you know, time to really learn and grow. And if your mindset changes, everything else changes. So right. it's really important. Right. How about you, Pastor Sino? Um, I, I just, I, we're praying. I just want people to know that we're praying. Mm-hmm. Um, this is going to be a major platform drive for us in 2020 we want to see people walk into their yes, financial freedom for real that's Absolutely. why we, we named empire freedom walk in their wealthy place walk mm-hmm. into their wealthy mm-hmm. place for real you know and mm-hmm. in order for us to do that we can no longer tiptoe around it mm-hmm. we can no longer be cautious you know um uh what's the word fearfully cautious about mm-hmm. it um we have to be bold mm-hmm. we have to embrace it mm-hmm. you either like us or you don't like us right. but let the results speak for Amen. itself. Amen. 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 Well, right, we look y'all. forward to next week. We'll talk to y'all later. Okay. Bye. Bye.